Well, the Lord is good. I want to say thank you to you, the church, and the preacher, and everybody uh, for ministering to us. I get as much out of coming to meetings like this, if not more, than what you do. And uh, I thank the Lord for that. I'm glad he stepped in between me and the storm. I, sometimes I feel guilty for reminiscing over things in my life. Folks say, well, you need to move on past, past those hardships and move on with your life and things that you've been through. And, uh, we've been, we've been through some things, but, uh, it's God that forgets, not us. Bible says their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. I'm glad God chooses not to remember some things. But he made us to remember. There's some things I wish I didn't remember. But I can't forget them. And uh, for a long time, I, I, I thought, man, it is the reason I can't forget them because I've not truly given them over the Lord. Is the reason that I still, those things still come to my mind. Are, are they because that my faith is weak or... I'm doubting God's ability to take some some tragedy and trust Him in it. And the Lord let me see real plainly that that's not the case. The Bible charges us to stir up our pure minds by way of remembrance. There's many things that we can remember. There's a lot of good experiences, a lot of God experiences. Being saved, I don't ever want to get over that. But I'll be honest, God saved me many times since He saved me. Does that make sense? I'm not talking about my soul salvation. I'm talking about my life, my health, and a lot of other ways. God's been so good to me. I just thank Him. I thank Him for His sweet spirit I feel tonight and the good liberty we've had to preach. If you have your Bibles, let's look in Psalms 24 tonight. I struggled about where to go and what to preach this evening. And I want to say every bit of that's on me. There was a time in my ministry as a young man where I thought if I had a hard time preaching, it was because the people in the pew were sitting on me. <clears throat> that's, that's something they like to say up around home, everybody's sitting on me. Well, I began to realize uh, as I began to preach that uh, it didn't matter whether it was two or 200 I was preaching to. But if I'd get in my prayer closet and get full of the Holy Ghost, Lord would help me preach. And so I don't want to, I don't want to struggle tonight because I haven't done my part. So I, I saw the Lord carefully trying to think about what he'd have us to say this evening, considering everything that's going on. And I told my people, this is what come to my mind. I've told my people this, uh, a lot. I, I've told them that we are to influence the things that go on out there, but what goes on out there should not influence what's done in here. We operate according to the scriptures and the spirit. And uh, we're real quick to be a reactionary people. And real slow to be a repentant people. God help us tonight. Psalms chapter number 24 is, is where I want to be. You pray for us, the Lord will help us. Let's stand while we read a few verses. Go to the Lord in prayer. And if God will help me, we'll try to preach. <clears throat> the Bible said, the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it 
upon the floods. Who shall ascend on the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul under vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Salah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Salam. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you tonight. Lord, I thank you for what my spirit has already felt. Lord, how you've already ministered to me through other things that have been said and done in this place. Lord, I'm thankful that, Lord, you've given us an opportunity once again to gather and worship you in spirit and truth. God, I stand in a place tonight where I know that in myself I can not do anything or say anything of any eternal value. But through you and by you and because of you, all things are possible. So I pray that you'd take this earthen vessel, these lips of clay, God, that you would hide us behind the shadow of the cross. Lord, that you'd give us that anointing, stand and preach. And Lord, we wouldn't be as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. But Lord, we'd stand and preach in power and great might. And Lord, the word may prick the hearts of men as only it can. Help each and every one tonight lead change, charge, challenge, the use of you. Lord, in this last day we find ourselves in. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. Help us now one more time. Well, this may be my last time. Lord, if it is, I want you to be pleased. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I look in the text tonight, and uh, I want to bring your attention to verse number three, where a question is raised. Uh, this Bible is a book of answers. It has the answers really to all of life's questions. I mean, there's not anything really that you're confronted with that you can't find an answer for in the Scriptures. But uh, as I think about that, I think that the Bible's not only a book of answers, but it is also a book of questions. Uh, some of them are answered and some of them are not. I think about the book of Job. Uh, Job is a book of questions. Uh, Job questions things and Job's wife questions things and Job's friends question things and God shows up and begins to speak and surely with as many questions that have been raised as many thought-provoking questions that men have compiled together there in those texts that God is going to come with some resounding answer to resolve all the questions 
But instead, God begins to answer and respond with questions of His own. Uh, things like, where were you, Job? Where were you when I created everything and hung the stars out on nothing? And uh, you see, in Psalms 24, we've got a question. Uh, the Lord's asking a question. And He says this, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in His holy place? In essence, in my mind, I want to look at it this way tonight. He's asking, who can go to heaven? Who can, who can go to heaven? Who's going to heaven? And can I say tonight that one of the most important questions, I mean, you could ever get answered is, am I going to heaven? Am I saved? And do I have the hope of glory and the rest of eternity? Amen. Awaiting on me on the other side. Is it truly well with my soul? So I begin to think about that. I want to say thank God that this question is not one that's unanswered. He gives us the answer right here in the text. Right here in the text, He tells us that you can know who's going to heaven. Now, I know you've got a list. I've got a list. Everybody's got a list. About everybody you know has got a list of, well, if you're going to heaven, this is who it is. And greater probably than our list of who that's going to heaven is our list of who ain't going. We, we want to say this crowd ain't going, that crowd ain't going, this man ain't going, that lady ain't going, and, and because of this and because of that. But the Bible makes it very plain that these are those that are going to heaven. And he answers the question in verse number four. This is what he says. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart and who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity nor sworn deceitfully. What about that? What about that answer that God gives us? Very plain. Very plain. You say, preacher, how, how does he have the authority to tell us who's going to heaven? I'll tell you how. It's his heaven. Uh, the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. I mean, He founded upon the seas and established upon the floods. I mean, everything that He is, He created. Amen. There is nothing that is outside, outside His boundaries of power or preeminence. So He, He has the authority. He's the only one. It's not up to me. It's not up to me to say who can go to heaven. It's not up to you. Who, who can go to heaven? It's not up to the Pope. Who can go to heaven? It's not, it's not up to politicians. Who can go to heaven? It's not a popular opinion. I mean, who gets to go to heaven? In a popularity contest. It's who God has said. I want, before I get to these things, I want to bring to your attention one thing that's not here. And that's all the religious things the world says you have to have. Doesn't say anything about water baptism. Doesn't say anything about water baptism to be to be saved or to go to heaven. It doesn't say nothing about wafers. Doesn't say nothing about any doctrines of transubstantiation. Doesn't say anything about that. There is no penance that has to be paid. It doesn't say anything about that. Doesn't give no list of works. Just says this is this is who it is. This is the checklist. This is who can go to heaven. He. That hath clean hands, a pure heart, not lifted up his soul in vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Real quickly, let's talk about those. 
Let's start there where he says, nor sworn deceitfully. This is a picture of those that are deceptive. They deceive. They pretend to be something that they are not. Have you ever pretended to be something that you're not? If you have, you can't go to heaven. That's what he says. Now stay with me for a minute. I'm going I'm to cut it real close. And then I'm going to come back around and the Lord will help me. I'm going to tear something up before I leave here. But he says, nor sworn deceitfully. I believe if every one of us, to be honest, that would be enough to get most of us. Most of us at some point or time have acted holier than what we are. More righteous than what we are. More spiritual than what we are. Bible says, get to heaven, you've got to be one that has not sworn deceitfully. That's a requirement of honesty. But then there's a requirement, not only of honesty, but a requirement for the head. Who, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity. That vanity is, is emptiness, nothingness, emptiness of speech, lying, worthlessness. You ever, you ever done that? Have you ever placed a premium on something that it shouldn't have been placed on? All that cometh is vanity. Vanities of vanities. A requirement for the head, a requirement of honesty, then a requirement for the heart. Who hath a pure heart? You ever had, have you ever had evil in your life? Ever had an evil thought in your life? I had evil thoughts today. Me and preacher was fishing again today. I was watching him catch fish. I didn't catch a fish. I thought I could hold him under till he bubbles and take his fish. But I didn't do it. Amen. We all had evil thoughts. Then not only a requirement for the heart, but a requirement for the hands. He that hath clean hands, never done anything wrong, nothing. Never done anything wrong. I believe that it's been been cut so close that we could dare to say that there's none live to this. There's none that can go through this list and say, I am this. And this is God's list for what it takes to get to heaven. I've never met anyone that has met these requirements except one. Can I say about him that he has clean hands and he has a pure heart? He has no vanity and that he deals honestly that there's no sin about him. There's no guile found in his mouth that he is the perfect one. He is the pure one. He is the precious one. He is the spotless Lamb of God. He is the one that the fault finder said we find no fault in him. There is one tonight. And his name is Jesus You see, the reason they couldn't find any fault in him is because there isn't any fault to be found in him. And Jesus is the only one able and allowed to go to heaven. You see, Psalms, Psalms 22 and 23 and 24, y'all know all this. Your preachers 
preached more than I'll ever ever be able to obtain. Forgot more than I'll ever know. Psalms 22 and 23 and 24, these messianic psalms, they give us a picture of Christ from heaven's point of view. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they, they give us an earthly view, an earthly scene of what Christ was doing. But you turn here to Psalms 22 and you'll find that it gives us heaven's perspective of Calvary. In Psalms 23, we find heaven's perspective of the shadow of death. I, I like that. I, li- I like the fact that it's a shadow. And shadows can scare you, but shadows can't harm you. I said shadows may scare you, but shadows, hey, thank God they can't harm you. And boy, I'm glad I don't have to be afraid of crossing over at death's chilly waters because there's one that with me. And I know that if I wake, I wake in His likeness. In the absence of the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm glad there's no longer the sting of death. Amen. But chapter 24, where the text is tonight, we see heaven's perspective of the advents of Christ. The return of Christ, not to earth, but to heaven. You see, he talks about these gates, these walls. And uh, it sounds like there's a watcher of the gates. And this is what he says. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of gold? Who is this one that's trying to come in? Who is this one that is trying to enter the place where only one man has the authority? Only one man is capable. Where only one man, amen, is, is pure of heart and clean in hands and not lifted up in vanity or sworn deceitfully. Amen. Who is this one that is trying to come in? And this is what he says. He says, he is the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Hey, the first time that Jesus comes back into glory. And the first time He comes, He's carrying the marks of the battle. And that battle was the marks of Calvary. And the marks of the cross. And the marks in His hands where He's been pawing in the valley. And He's defeated sin. And He's defeated Satan. And He's conquered death and hell and the grave. And He says, I am that Lord. I am the strong and the mighty. The Lord mighty in Metal. And I want to say tonight, glory to God and the Lamb forever that He victoriously conquered death, hell, and the grave. My sin, your sin. He nailed it to His cross. Took those ordinances that were contrary to us. Took us and made us partakers of a divine nature. He took us and done with us and within us what we could not do for ourselves. And as He comes in, they they could not recognize. I, I imagine in my imagination, boy, it's a big one. I imagine as He's coming back, 
Mar, this visage Mar. He's not walking in. He don't look like the Lord that left. He don't look like he did before he left there and came down and was born of a virgin. He's a little bit different looking. There's some battle wounds and battle scars and these blood. Can I say he enters in? In between verse 8 and verse 9, I can't help but think that there's a span of time that passes. The time don't operate up there like time operates down here. You see, in our text, it seems like it's just a moment that he says again, who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. And then verse 9, he says again, lift up your heads, O your gates. Here comes somebody in again. Here's somebody coming. Who is it? Who is this coming here? Who is it? Who, who is this that there comes uh, to the throne of glory? Who is this that there comes to the gates of glory? He says, lift up your heads, O your gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? And this is what he said. He, the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Here He is. And this time He's coming back. And when He comes back this time, there is a great host with Him. For He is the Lord of hosts. And He is the King of glory. And He's got a number with Him that no man can number. Out of every tribe and out of every nation. And you say, preacher, how are they going to get in? How is that great multitude going to get in? There's only one way they'll get in. That's if Jesus takes them in. They... I'm about to have myself a fit. I say, bless the Lord. I'm glad I know how I made it. By the blood of the Lamb, I made it through. And friend, when we enter in that hour, it won't be by our works. It won't be by wafers. It won't be by water baptism. But it will be by the said blood of Jesus Christ, the darling Lamb of God that took our sin and became sin for us. Who knew no sin that we might be the make made made the righteous of God. It'll be that one that marched up Calvary's hill and spread out his arms in love and gave up the ghost and rose the third in glory this morning that we may ever live with him. I say glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. Amen. Am I okay? I'm enjoying it if nobody else is. I ain't got a bunch of points. All I, was, all I want to talk about is Jesus for a little bit. He'll bring anybody he wants to. He'll bring anybody he wants to in. See, me and you, we'd, we'd exclude somebody. Me and you'd leave somebody out. He take Hebrews 2 9. He tasted death forever, man. Not one ounce of Calvinism in me. Not one ounce of Calvinism in the Bible. That's better than there not being any in me. Oh, it would leave some out. Oh, it didn't leave anybody out. Not his will in any space. Oh, A-double-L-L. Amen. For God's love the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever 
Born, I like it, don't you? Whoso, I'm glad I'm a whosoever. I'm glad I'm a whosoever. I thank God I'm a whosoever tonight. I think about, man, we get in there, they'd probably be some and look at me and say, how in the world did you get in there? How'd you get in? I'll be honest, some of you, if I knew you, like you knew you. And you knew me like I knew me. We'd go sit around the dinner table tonight and say, how in the world do you think you're getting in? What makes me, what makes you think that you got any chance of getting to heaven? What makes you think that you got any, I mean the smallest of chances uh, of walking through those gates, uh, going into the, the land of glory where the sun always shines because the S-O-N uh, is the light of the city. I mean, what makes you think uh, that you've got a home uh, on Hallelujah Boulevard? Uh, I mean, what, what in the world uh, has made you believe that I mean, all these things that you've done and all these places that you've been and all these things that you said and all these thoughts that you had and all the wicked things that have crossed your mind and your hands and your hands shed innocent blood the poison of ashes on your lips your feet run swift to mischief what in the world makes you think that you could go to heaven I'm glad you asked I'll tell you what makes me think that I can go to heaven a message by John the Baptist behold the Lamb of God which take away the sin of the world. A message by Isaiah. Hey, they said his name should be called wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God. Another message by Isaiah. And they said, Amen. It pleased God to make his soul an offering for sin. And by his stripes we are healed. Mm, thing. Uh, what about what Paul preached uh, out of them Romans? Uh, there's therefore now no condemnation uh, to them which are in Christ Jesus. I'll tell you why I'm going tonight. I'll tell you why I'm saved tonight. I'll tell you why I'm secure tonight. I'll tell you why I'm going to heaven tonight. Because Jesus saved my dead soul. Amen. Bless His holy name. Hallelujah. Well, see, I've done decided that the best answer for getting over all of heaven or all of hell breaking loose down here on this earth is to just go ahead and let all of heaven break loose down in your soul. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing tonight. This is my therapy session. I didn't get to see my psychologist this week. My, my pharmacy's out of my medication. And brother Toby, I just decided I'd go ahead and let God work on me a little while. Buddy, I got back to the motel room. I turned the TV off. I turned the phone off after it quit ringing and quit making all them phone calls. I just got to praying and asking God, Lord, what is it that lies ahead? Lord, what is it that, that I can look forward to? Lord, what is it that can help me? I mean, to press on. I can help me to press towards the mark and the prize, the high call of God to endure hardness as a good soldier and to fight the good fight of faith and to take up my cross and follow you, Lord. 
What is it that I need tonight to help me go on? He said, all you need is me. All you need is me. I say to my church, all you need is Him. All you need is Him. I lift it up where He ought to be. Put Him back on the throne. Give Him the praise that He's worthy of. A preach. Pray. Praise. Worship Him. And you'll be just fine. Woo! I'm a tribe. Anybody can go. I'm going. Are you going? I mean, are you going? Are you sure? I mean, you can, you can be sure. If you're not sure, you ought to be sure. From the least to the greatest, from the youngest to the eldest, you can be sure tonight. Say, preacher, it's Wednesday night. And they, they ain't nobody here that ain't saved. You don't know. I don't know. If everybody in here is saved. Every once in a while, it's good just to remember how you got there. What it did for you. Where it's taken you. Well, what <laughs> king of glory shall come in? Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. I want to say his strength made perfect in our weakness. His grace is sufficient. And he's a very present help in the time of need. I want to say tonight. And that in my battles, uh, He goes before me. He fights before me. And there's nothing I'll ever face uh, that He hadn't already been through. Uh, there's nothing I'll be tempted with that He ain't already overcome. Uh, he is tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. Uh, he is strong and mighty. Uh, he is the Lord mighty in battle. Uh, he's conquered every enemy that you'll ever face. Uh, you understand that you'll never face a battle. You'll never face an enemy that He ain't already overcome. That you ain't, He ain't already gone victory over. Victory in Jesus ain't something waiting over there. It's something you got down on here. When God saved your soul, thank God for victory in Him. I'm about done. It's all my body can handle. Who is this King of glory? Lord of hosts. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the Lord God besides Him. There's none else. He's from everlasting to everlasting. Had no predecessor. He'll have no successor. He which was, which is, and which is to come. He's ever present. Never out of date. Never unrelevant. Always able. I'm reminded of, of Brother Seitler preaching. And... Uh, <clears throat> That's what I cut my teeth on, cassette tapes of old time men of God preaching. I'd put them in that little cassette tape or that, or that Ford Ranger truck I'd drive. I'd put them in there and man, I'd wear them out and listen to them preach. He's preaching on can God. The books, from the book of Psalms. He's talking about can God set a table for the presence of his enemies. And he went to preaching around through there. He got to saying, God can, God can, God can. Before you know it, uh, he got excited about like I am tonight. Amen. He said, oh my. He said, we're on the radio. He said, I'm preaching like a novice. He said, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? I've done, 
I've done bought it, shattered it. I've done, I've done, done ticket out of the trace. Y'all know what that means? You ever worked with any mules? I, I log with mules sometimes. I'm old now. I'm, a, I'm an old soul. I've carried, I've carried water from the spring. I've heated bathtub water on the wood stove. I've cooked on wooden stoves. My granny had one. I remember going out to the outhouse to use the bathroom, walking through the snow barefooted. I'm old, brother Toby. What a blessing. He, he said, I'm preaching like an office. Then he, he just, he didn't care. He said, what's it matter? He said, world saying, can God, can God, can God, can God. He said, God can, God can, God can. I want you to know that God's still able, amen. He's able to save. He's able to secure that which you've entrusted him with. He will not fail you. You ever thought about what Paul said when he said, I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. He didn't say, I know in what. What? A lot of folks' salvation experience is based on what? What, what prayer they prayed? What road they went down? Is everybody okay? And that's all they got is a what. Then some of them's on a whim. Somebody wrote it in their Bible. And that's wonderful. But all they've got for a salvation experience is a whim. But then, but then some of them don't have a what. It ain't, it ain't they got a whim, they got a way. They got that, you know, I could take you to the spot and that's great. I could take you to the spot where I got saved. I could take you to the spot where the Lord dealt with me about getting saved. On Tennessee Tech campus. Laid up in a, in a fraternity house. God told me if I didn't get born again, I'd die and go to hell. But that spot ain't saved me. That where ain't saved me. And that when ain't what saved me. Knowing that date's not my salvation. And, and, and knowing them verses, that's good. That ain't even my salvation. Whom? I know whom. See, you may not know a when, you may not know what, you may not know where, but you know a whom. You know a whom! You can get in. You can get in tonight. Let's quit with that. I could keep talking about him. He's inexhaustible. I love him. He is the King of glory. Who's going to heaven? Everybody that's on Jesus' side. Everybody that's his. Or whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's in him. You have a him? You have a whom? Or do you just have a what? You just have a where. You just have a when. Don't get me wrong. You can have the whom. Have all of those. But if you don't have the whom, it don't matter about any of the rest of those. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the liberty to preach. Lord, if I failed you tonight,
Lord, I pray that you wouldn't hold it in charge of those in this place. God, I don't know what needs are represented here tonight. I don't know where men's hearts and minds are, what they might be dealing with. But I don't know who's saved and I don't know who's lost. But I know this, that if they'd call on you, trust in you, they could be saved. Salvation really is that simple. For those of us that are safe tonight, I hope our focus is on you. Lord, I hope we're looking for you, living for you, longing to please you, see you soon and very soon. Lord, I thank you for what you've done in my heart this week. Touch the hearts of these. It's only you can. In Jesus' name.